People love him already. He's got the uh, Rhode Island twang. The long pass to Moore and a pin block from Martin. Tune in to Cam's corner. He's going <laughs> to make it here. Draws the foul for another Rhode Island in one. Podcast his own podcast. It's good off the backboard and in. Kind of great. And we are back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Camp's Corner, Season 3, Episode 16, Episode 84 overall, still on that pathway to 100. But today joining me, the most interesting man in college basketball, <laughs> as the Big Ten describes him, uh, 6'8 senior from Bayshore, New York, of the Ohio State Buckeyes, it's Zed Key. Zed, thanks again for joining me. I know, uh, like I said at the beginning, before we started, right in the middle of the season, um, but thank you for taking the time and uh, throughout your busy schedule. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, definitely, thank you for having me. For sure. And like I said, so you're from New York. Uh, I want to shout out Reed Feldman, former soccer player uh, for Stonehill. You know, you grew up at Reed in New York. He made yeah. this episode happen. Um, so just talk about basketball for you growing up and what it was like in Bayshore. I mean, I always, like you know, I was always the biggest one uh, playing basketball, especially the younger age. So, you know, that kind of, like people are like, yeah, you're 6'8 center. I know because, you know, from a younger age, I was always down low, you know, playing in, in the post, you know, being the, I was always the tallest one. So, you know, even when I played with, like, you know, on, on the team with Reed, you know, on Fury, um, I was still the center because I was still the biggest one, you know. So, you know, I learned post moves from my parents in the kitchen, you know, with the little tiles. You know, I learned how to get my footwork from there. And, you know, it's just grown ever since, you know. I've gotten better every year, and, you know. Um, I went from Long Island Lightning to – I was just trying to think. Long Island Lightning to um, Neo Jayhawks. Um, you know, I got some offers, you know. The rest is history. So, you know, I'm just grateful to say the least. Yeah, and again, thank you to Reed for making this happen. I mean, I didn't. He's he's a big guy. I didn't know he was a basketball player, but yeah, um, he was. Know, that was his past life. Yeah, <laughs> that was back in the day. Yeah, no, that's awesome to hear. And I, uh, you know, doing some research, I'm happy to see you were a Knicks fan growing up. Big Carmelo Anthony yeah. guy. Not was. Um, I I still am, but you know. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I should have wore something because all my friends watching this, I'm a huge Knicks fan. I'm from Rhode Island, but I grew up – Camaro's my favorite player. Oh, um, yeah. Grew up a Knicks fan. Uh, also saw that you're a big Tobias Harris guy. That's someone that you modeled your game after. Yeah. Um, so just talk about him. Uh, talk about why you gravitated towards learning from Tobias and um, about his game. I mean, he's a Long Island guy. Um, you know, he's a really good person. He's down to earth. And, you know, he's he's a really good mentor. You know, he's an NBA. Um, that's the ultimate goal. So, you know, lean on him and, you know, ask him questions whenever whenever it's needed. Oh, so you have like a personal connection with Tobias? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. So did you, when you, growing up, did you kind of learn, uh, like focus on like his skill set and try to kind of model your game after that as well? I mean, I watched him in high school. Um, you know, he's obviously a little bit older than me, but I, get, I got to see some games. Um you know, I've watched him in college, you know, when he went to school in Tennessee. Great. Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> so, I want to say, yes, I'm 100%. I'm looking at my position in New York. It's, yeah, no, but that's yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. All right. I, mean, I know, yeah, it's Tennessee. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, you know, just watching him, you know, he's a really good player and, you know, just trying to be – just trying to model the stuff that he does because you know it got him to where he's at now. Yeah. Do you have any like uh memories of like working out with him and him kind of teaching you stuff, or was it kind of just watching him from afar and kind of I mean, I've worked, that way? I worked out with him and you know, he said, Look, you know, you're not going hard enough, or you know, this is what you want to do. So, you know, he's definitely giving me some tips, you know, you know, just to just to get better. 
Awesome. And obviously for you yourself, uh, having Ohio State on your radar in high school, you know, it just speaks volumes to the player that you were at such a young age. You know, once you entered high school, when did you see that improvement, um, like that big jump where you realized that you can take basketball to like the next level at D1 in college? I think it was at the um, NBPA Top 100 camp. Um, I wasn't always highly ranked. Like, I always didn't have Ohio State, you know, all these big offers uh, in high school. Um, so I went to the camp. It was in Virginia at University of Virginia. And um, you know, I balled out. You know, there's some, obviously, a lot of colleges there. Like, every college was there. This was, like, the only live period event that was going on. So every college was there, um, you know, and I played well. And the whole camp in Ohio State saw me, you know. And, you know, I started, they started contacting me. I had, I was actually really excited because I was like, oh, my God, Coach Holtman called me. But, you know, took, they were my only official visit, too. Like, I only took one official and it was here. And, you know, I said, yeah, this is absolutely the place. So Yeah. And high school progresses again, like you said, you weren't like highly recruited until that NBA uh, top 100 camp. But then um, a lot of websites, a lot of sources were having you at like a three or four star. Um, some even said like one of the top five players in the state of New York. So like, you know, like I saw like Ball's Life's following you around to all these tournaments. And like, what did that exposure mean to you? I mean, you're still like a high school kid. You know, you're going to, you know, a Big Ten school in Ohio State. You weren't uh, fully committed yet, but all this exposure. What did that mean to you at the high school level? I mean, it was a lot at first because, you know, it was, it was new. But, you know, you start to, you know, you get used to it. Um, you know, it's um, – sorry, sorry, I just got to – yeah. It's uh, someone – you get used to it. And, um, you know, it just – because in basketball, you know, everyone knows who you are, especially if you play, like, at a school, at, like, Ohio State and stuff like that. So you get used to it, you know, and it's and it's and it shows that, you know, they put in a lot of hard work if people are are following you around to, to games and stuff like that. So, you know, it's definitely an honor as well. For sure. And what was that competition like? Because obviously it's different from like a regular uh, high school athlete. You know, there's more, um, again, that the skill sets and the the competition is, is way higher, I guess, that you would play like, again, at an NBA, you know, mm -hmm. top 10 or top 100 camp. Um, just one of your most memorable moments in high school, you know, one of your most memorable moments on the court or in practice or something like that, um, along with the competition. Um, I think it was when we played Sierra Canyon and the Patrick School. Um you know, there I had 37 points uh, against the Patrick School, you know, Jonathan Kaminga, Don Snaga from UConn. So, you know, just a couple names. Like, they're a really good team. And I beat, and we beat uh, Sierra Canyon um, also uh, a week before. And, like, Brian James was on the team. And, and that was my senior year of high school. So, you know, those are definitely two moments that definitely stand out to me. And, you know, basketball takes you places. So, you know. In high school, I went to Hawaii over Christmas just to fall mm -hmm. So, you know, never been to Hawaii. It was actually a really fun trip. And, you know, just to say basketball definitely takes you places. Yeah, again, like I said, doing research, I saw that uh, that was one of the first times you got to travel with basketball. So that was probably a pretty cool moment for you, like you said. And um, you mentioned just before that Ohio State was one of, like, your only official visits that you went on. Yeah. Um, not a lot of offers before, but once that came in, of course, freshman year rolls around. Um, solid bench role for yourself. I mean, did you expect uh, a lot of playing time coming in or did, did you have any expectations once you committed? I mean, I just told myself, you know, just whenever you get in the game, just come in and play hard. And, you know, that still is, you know, the, the um, what I look to every game is now. But, um, 
you know, just coming in as a freshman, I just wanted to do, you know, rebounds and, you know, it, it worked. You know, I got a little bit of playing time as a freshman. You know, I think it was like 13 or 14, you know, maybe 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was, it was a start. And every year just just progressed on that. And, you know, I'm at the point now, senior, which is crazy, to think that I was a freshman uh, three years ago. <laughs> and yeah. senior. Um, and time has went by extremely fast. But, um you know, just, just I'm right now. I'm sticking it day by day because mm-hmm. you know I'm old now and <laughs> older. So you know, just yeah, just day by day for sure. And again, that year of freshman year, second on the team in blocks. Like you played, like you said, uh, not as much minutes as you are mm-hmm. now, but that every year has progressed. You played all 31 games that year. Um, before getting into um, you know, stories and all the things like that throughout your career. Just talk about that transition period from high school to college. Again, a Big Ten school in Ohio State. Um, much different from, of course, the high school level, but just something eye-opening to you that you saw in that transition period. I mean, the speed of the game, I had to get used to. Um, you know, everyone was moving faster, the pace of the game, um, you know, the physicality of the game. You know, everyone is stronger and grown men. So those are definitely the two areas. And you know how how good of shape you need to be in to play like substantial minutes so you know just those are definitely three areas that definitely was an eye-opener for me as a freshman and i know that was a um a tough transition too from freshman to sophomore year we'll get into that um but before that did you have any like welcome to college basketball stories i love asking like pro athletes this because like or like a welcome to the nba moment something like that um where you can thank like your rookie year Great, because my rookie, my freshman year was a little bit different because we had COVID, so we wasn't able to do right um, much, just like because all the regulations and stuff that was during the, the height. Or like any um, any story in general that you think of, like all right, this is way different than high school. Um, probably just a summer workouts, really, mm. and that's every year. Like every <laughs> every summer, I'm like. This is hard. <laughs> and I tell them, like, the people coming in, like, look, it's going to be hard. Mm. You know, last summer was extremely hard. So it's every, it's not like a coming to, like, every summer. It's just, because they always, like, catch us off guard with something, you know, the strength and conditioning team. This every summer is always something new that we're doing that's hard. Yeah. And we <laughs> talked about, like, the off season too, from your freshman to sophomore year. Yeah. Your coaching staff talking to you and said the biggest thing you needed to work on was conditioning, you know, getting your yeah. body right. Uh, and even you mentioned that you lost some weight. You felt quicker once that happened um, on the court. You became a consistent starter that year, your sophomore year. And, again, those years after that, just bigger and bigger jumps for you as a player. Um, again, just talk about that offseason, how tough that was to get your body right. Um, or even if it wasn't tough, just talk about what that what that transition period was like now the next year. I mean, I've so every year I've gotten a little bit in better shape, you know, I changed mm-hmm. my body a little bit. You know, freshman year, okay, I was out of shape and – not the greatest, the greatest of body like composition. Sophomore year, you know, sophomore junior year, I got better, but wasn't like the greatest. You know, I was in better shape my sophomore and junior year. Like I was able to run, but you know, I still wasn't in the greatest of like body composition. When I had my um shoulder sur- surgery um last March, it was um so after I got it done, I was like, look, you just can't get fat again. Like you know, I'm not I'm not playing. You know, I'm not doing anything. So. I, you know, just changed my diet and, um, you know, lost 25 pounds. And now I'm down at 225. 
or 30 pounds because I was at 255. So, no, it definitely, if I feel better down here, you know, it's better, you know, running, you know, I'm in better shape. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a lot better down here. Yeah. And watching like the progression of your game again, like just doing some research, like on ESPN, the numbers um, going up, the minutes going up as well. Again, you mentioned in a lot of interviews that you felt quicker on the court, like mm -hmm. you just said. Um, and that year you became a consistent starter. You know, your first ever start was against Akron. Uh, you hit that game winning layup yeah. um, back from COVID right in front of fans. Cause that freshman year, like you said, there wasn't any fans because of the, all the COVID restrictions and stuff. Um, Akron was ranked 17th in the country at the time. Just run me through that bucket. Run me through how that confidence gave you, um, you know, the motivation and the momentum to keep going that season, to keep being a consistent starter. I mean, it was the first game, like, I think, yeah, you said it was my first game starting. So EJ was on the team that year, and I told him, I said, look, I'm nervous. Like, <laughs> like you know, in front of all these fans, you know, um, starting, you know, I was definitely a little nervous. He said, you know, is it like calm down, you're fine, you've been here before, you know, you played basketball for a long time. And, you know, that definitely helped. And, you know, in that game, like I, I played okay that game. I was missing layups, you know, I had, a, I, had I don't remember how many points I had, but I was missing layups around the rim, you know missing easy ones, but, you know, it just shows you just to keep your head in the game and, and just, just move on because, you know, hit the game winner. Yeah. That was fire. Yeah. <laughs> and you show, yeah, I'm you not show. controlling my emotions. Like, you know, yeah. especially when excited stuff happens, like, you no, know, I just go all out. Mm. I, I was jumping around. I pushed my teammate on the floor. Like, I, I, was, <laughs> I was going crazy. I was just going to say, like, that's a big part of your game is the energy that you bring to the yeah. court and, like, the celebrations, and we'll get into those, too. I thought those were uh, pretty signature, and I, I like the the way that you do it almost every time after a basket, specifically, like, what type of basket it is. Um, but we'll get into that. But, again, that year as well, you had a career night, 20 points against Duke, um, shooting over 50% from the field. So, again, those numbers just keep going around. Just talk about, like um, – like the style of game that you bring to the court. You know what I mean? Like you love the contact. You love getting physical down low. Um, you know, just what felt different in that game scoring because uh, that was your career night. So just talk about – just run me through that game a little bit. I mean, I don't – I guess, you know, when – as a big man, you know, when they play one-on-one, -on -one, that that's great. Mm. You don't get doubled. You don't worry about no one stealing the ball from you or trapping. So, you know, they play one-on-one, -on -one, my, my – uh, what was that my sophomore year, and you know, I just got it going early, and it was just history after that. It was crazy because they were leading the whole game, but they were beating us pretty bad the whole game. And, Number you know, one seed at the time, yeah, yes. And then we just rallied back, and at the end, you know, I think it was like two minutes left. Um, we just took the lead and just just kept it rolling from there. Hmm. That, that I've never like felt like experienced anything like that before, just because. You know, they're the number one team. They just turned number one uh, that year, and we we beat them at home. So there's definitely a lot of energy on, on the court. And, you know, my play style, I'm going back to what you said. I'm, I'm remembering now. Yeah. Um, it It's um obviously it's physical, you know, down the paint, you know, I embrace that. And energy, you know, getting the crowd into it. You know, when I dunk, you know, uh, raise the roof uh, and one finger guns. Um. So yeah, that's it. It just the crowd gets into it. So every time I dunk, the whole crowd be doing raise rope, and it's actually it's hilarious, but it's fine. <laughs> that's yeah, that's so, pretty cool. I remember, like anybody dunks, like everyone. If you look around, everyone's doing this. Like it's 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 actually fire. So so you know it's you know, I I guess it's just energy. Yeah, you could you could probably say that you brought that to Ohio State. Everyone does that because of Zed. Um, 
Yeah, um, even though it's an old that everyone does it, like everyone yeah. has done this before. It's just it's cool to see like a whole of like arena doing it like with you. For sure. And again, the your play style, you mentioned that your signature move is like a jump hook, uh, going up with two hands, drawing that contact. Um, are you ever working outside? I'm sure you are, but are, anything in specific outside of your comfort zone that you try to work on and try to, um, you know, like really hone in on in the offseason besides that? Because obviously that's something you want to continue to perfect, but anything else outside that? I have, I work on like uh, facing up, obviously, a lot of threes, you know, driving to the basket, you know, just to, just to stay versatile. Um, you know, that's always the, the main goal, obviously, you know, just to, just to keep working and keep expanding your game. So for sure. And again, well, more about those, uh, those celebrations, just, I want to know like the, the inspiration behind it, one with the, the raise the roof and, uh, the finger guns, like when, when did you introduce that to the crowd? And when did that, you know, kind of come about? I mean, I raised, I was raising the roof in high school. So I was doing that. I, do, I did the finger guns. I sort of different in high school. I was more arm movement, mm. but I did raise the roof in high school and I just brought it like I just did this in college and it just caught on and now I just keep I just kept doing it because you know people love it you know it brings energy and it's actually fun to do when like you do it and another fan do it you're back with you like it's hilarious mm. yeah so. and then again the numbers we talk about talked about it a lot how they've improved every year last mm. year rolls around you become one of only four other Buckeyes in school history to start the season with three consecutive double doubles you know, you start shooting more, like you said, in the offseason that you were trying to do. Uh, dropped a career high again against Duke. I guess it's something against uh, Duke that just, like, triggers you to drop, like, career high. But, you know, those numbers keep going up against Duke. And, again, your numbers go up, all this stuff. Just talk about how you feel you were able to improve, you know, year by year. Like, how does that preparation – or do you feel like preparation changes, um, you know, year in and year out? I mean, not really. You know, as you get – as you, like, play in college, you learn, obviously – uh, you know what you need to do and what not to do. Um, so you know, as I've gotten older, you know, you learn how to prepare for games better and, and stuff. So you know, it's just I don't know. Was you no, know, <laughs> I'm joking, but it would do. You know, I'd be you know my my A game against Duke. Mm. So you know, they're and those are fun teams. Obviously, you know, going to play in, in Cameron was was a great experience. You know, it's a small gym. But it really feels like a high school gym. Like it has high school vibes in there. You know, all the fans on top of you, and it gets extremely loud in there. But I remember last year, someone dunked, and I couldn't even hear myself think. I said, "Yeah, we need to call a timeout." <laughs> I said, yeah, "We need, we need a timeout." <laughs> I can't hear. So, wow, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. What's been like the outside of that, like the coolest arena, or like even like the biggest arena that you've played in front of, where you're like, "Wow, this is like nothing I've ever seen before." Coolest arena. Um, I mean, I played at MSG last year, so that, I mean mm. that that's pretty cool. Um, you know, growing up in New York, you know, always going to watch Nick, Nick Nick's games. You know, just to go be able to play on the floor that was that was definitely a great experience. Um, and in Big Ten, I don't know. I hate away games. I hate playing away games. Mm. So like, Purdue is always a tough place to play at. Like. Always like they're obviously they have Zach E, but it's just the fans, you know, and it gets loud in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like all the Big Ten arenas are are different in some way. Like it's and even and even all the arenas I played in, you know, um, I'm gonna say Cleveland is up there, uh, Rocket Mortgage, where we just played in. That's a nice, that's a nice arena. Who's um, been like the hardest player you've had a matchup against throughout your Zach, career so far? Zach E. Zach, definitely Zach E, just because of his sheer like 
his height and his able his ability. Like he's a great player. Like don't get it wrong. Like people think he's just tall. No, but he could he could just touch around the rim. You know, his footwork. So you know, it's just he's a tough player because you know he's seven six or seven four. So and you know he's he's just a dominant force. It could be him or you know somebody else. Has there been a game where you can remember that like someone like like cooked you real bad and you're like, damn, oh. this is like a different like level of of competition. Something um, you can think of. Cooked real bad. And then we'll do it with the reverse. Then we'll think of something that you oh, like wow. just went off or something like that. It's it's happened. I know it's happened. It's just <laughs> it's ha it's like it's happened. So I'm just trying to think of. Like, there's different, like, every team, like, you know, hmm. like, you know, you have their bigs, like, some bigs, you know, are really good. Oh, um, oh, he used to play for Iowa. Um, Luca Garza. My, I think that was my freshman year. Yeah. He fried me. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Like, it was, like, I got him at their place at Iowa. When he came to our place, no, he was jump hooks, threes. I was like, yeah, I don't know what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So it's definitely yeah. I'm sure you had a, think, a yeah yeah a ton of those kind of moments. Again, that goes back to you know you like you said you fried him at their place, but then at your place, you know, there's just yeah, so many and different Kobe too. Yeah. Like, yeah, Kobe, because he was just a big body. Like he was he was huge and like just strong. So you know definitely definitely Kofi as well. For sure. And um Again, that year specific, last year, your junior year, someone said you were playing like one of the like best big men in the Big Ten. You know, again, that uh, exposure we talked about at the high school level. Now it's coming to like a more national level. You know, you're averaging 13 and eight, but then that season, um, you know, a shoulder injury cut that season short. Um, you know, a tough, tough thing to go through at that at that stage when you're playing at like the highest point of your game. But um, how did that injury come about? You know, how did it happen? Run me through like what happened and the recovery process after that. It was our second Big Ten game uh, uh, last year, and um, we were playing Purdue at home, and I went up for a rebound, and I don't know what happened. Like, I don't know how it happened, but I think like, it was I was boxing on Zach E, and somehow he hit on my shoulder, and it pulled out the socket. So I knew right away. I went off the court, and I was like, yeah, my arm is out the socket. I can't really. I can only move it up to, like, halfway, but I couldn't. So I tried to get back in the play and try to foul, but I didn't want to foul. So as soon as he dunked it, I um they stopped the play. I just went back and they popped it back in place. And every like once I got the MRI and they said it was like they said it was like partially torn, I was like, okay, like, I have a decision. Like obviously I wanted to keep playing, so I kept playing. But as the the season went on, it just kept getting worse and worse, obviously. You know, people kept hitting it. Um, you know kept popping back out and popping back into place. So, you know, I made the decision, you know, just to get the surgery, like, early, just to get the uh, rehab process started. Um, And it was tough, obviously, you know, losing your left arm. <laughs> like, you know, it was just sitting here in the sling. So it was tough, you know, going to rehab, you know, it was painful. But, you know, they, they had me moving it, you know, strengthening it, I think, the second day after surgery. Um, and it's crazy because I had surgery – and the team was having practice. And I woke up from surgery and was like, yeah, we got to go to practice. Like, I told my parents, because they were out here, I was like, look, we're going to practice. Like, I got to go to practice. Like, like straight off of, like, anesthesia. <laughs> I woke up and I was like, yeah, we got we to gotta go to practice. So, 
No, they went to practice. I, I said, what's up to everybody? The trainer was like, what on earth are you doing here? You're supposed to go. But, you know, it's just, a, you know, I guess I was ready to play. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, it was definitely tough. You know, it was a long rehab process, six months. So, you know, once I got cleared to, you know, back to work out in, in May, you know, that was that was a good feeling. You know, I was able to get back on the court. And wasn't I was still I was non contact the whole the whole summer like they didn't want me to be injured obviously you know on some like on some workouts on some you know just shooting around or like just playing on one they didn't want me to be injured but you know the whole summer that's why I really lost all my weight too mm. you know just you know going into like extra with the strength and conditioning coach and you know running extra you know I definitely that's where you know all the weight uh came off as well um but yeah it was a rehab process it was long. No, just looking back on it, you know, it was definitely a long process from March to end of August. But, you know, grateful that it, it, it worked out. You know, my shoulder feels better than ever and like, there's no issues. So, you know, just just happy. Yeah. And like we said again at the beginning, like how those numbers each year, like just continue to grow. Like freshman year to sophomore year, you saw a problem. The coach staff saw a problem. You fixed it. And those numbers keep going up. You know, your, so your shoulder, unfortunate, you know, turn of events. But you come back now that brings us to this year. You've played 16 games so far, including last night, and uh, averaging just above like 10 points, six rebounds. Do you have an extra uh, year of eligibility with COVID? I do, I do actually. I have one more year left. So, do you plan? Do you plan on taking it? Yeah, no, nice. you know, I'm graduating this year. Um, you know, so just just focusing on you know uh, finishing out this year and graduating. Um, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to graduate college. So, you know, excited. Yeah. And senior, you saw, I didn't know. I wasn't sure if you were going to take that year. So, um, this yeah, is a question I had for you. Yeah, yeah, I still have it in my back pocket. There you go. That's <laughs> good. So you got one more year. Yeah, he says hi. He was just over here bugging me. There we go. We got that. That's one of the last questions I got. One of the most interesting players <laughs> in college basketball. We'll get yeah. into all those too. Um, with all the pets you got. He my leg. Got. Like he just, you kept tapping on my leg. You wanted me to hold him. I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> he hears me. He wants to get into the conversation. Right. <laughs> But yeah, so senior year this year, um, now knowing that you got another year of eligibility, um, you know, you enter, you look back at your entire career as a Buckeye, right? Just past 100 uh, career games uh, with the program. What's going to be tough, but what's one of your most memorable moments as a Buckeye? You know, could be in a game practice, even off the court, something that you think of that really resembles your career at Ohio State. Um, it's great. I don't think it's. I don't think it has anything to do with the game. Um, that is, I may have to come back to that question. Yeah, no, it's all good. I've been here for so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, we're gonna, we, yeah, I'm gonna come back to that. We'll close yeah, out with that yeah. one. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, like what question I had after that one, not knowing again the year eligibility. Um, so obviously you're gonna play again, but after that year, uh, next year, you know what's your plans going forward? I don't know if you've thought that far yet. Um, are you preparing for you know the NBA? Like what's what's on your mind after school's like all over? Yeah, I'm definitely preparing for the NBA. Um, you know that's the ultimate goal. That's always been my goal is definitely get to the NBA. You know, basketball is a lot of fun, and you know that's the ultimate level of basketball. So you know definitely that's definitely a goal is is to go to the NBA. Yeah, and knowing that Tobias is someone someone that you look up to as like a mentor, has he been, you know, helping you now as like the the final stages of your collegiate career kind of coming to an end? I mean, yes, 
Um, you know, he's, he's telling me what to do on the on the court. You know how the you know what 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 the college scouts are, how the college scouts the scouts are looking at. Um, you know, and just you know just to play hard. You know, that's all they want. So, I guess that's. I mean, if it's coming from him, it worked for him. So yeah, so. no, for sure, that's definitely someone cool to you know look up to with all the NBA yeah. experience that he's had. So, um, but before we wrap it up with uh, the most memorable moment, again, we go back to the first question, the first uh, part of the introduction, the most interesting man in yeah. college basketball. You know, just talk about like your hobbies outside of basketball. You know, I know that you're quite the handyman when it comes to cars. Yeah, get your own pet yeah. snake, all these cool things. So just talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so he's in the corner over there. I see it. He's, you see him, yeah. He's right here. So I have a snake here and the in the cat over there looking at the wall. Um, I know not to cut you off, but the seven, uh, is that inspired by Carmelo Anthony? I just wanted to know that. No. Okay. There one of my friends one of my friends, uh, Ethan Letter, um, just he he said I couldn't come up with a name. Yeah. But it's seven, I said, okay, that works. So mm. and it just stuck ever since. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I even named the cat either. Like one of my friends named him Scat Pack, and I was like, "Yep, that work. Like mm-hmm. it, it'll work." Like because I was never, I never can come up with a name. So, um, but yeah, you know, I have a lot of like I, my hobbies is cars is definitely a big one. Um, you know, I, if you look at my page, you know, I have a, I I have a lowrider, so which is crazy, which is crazy. Thing. You know, it's old. My dad has one. You know, um, always been around cars growing up. So, you know, it's always running the family. So, you know, it's definitely a hobby out here. And, you know, you when you have a hobby, you meet other people with, with the hobbies too. So I've definitely made a lot of like great relationships out here through cars, um, you know, just going through, going to different car shows and out here. So, you know, it's, we have that, you know, my dad has his own business, um, put up TVs in people's houses and, and home theaters and stuff. So I've put up TVs in my, um, uh, teammates apartment just because I know how to do it and they asked. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. So, you know, it's definitely it's definitely something that you don't see a lot. You know, a lot of college athletes, you know, people are like, is that you got low riding? You know how to do this? I'm like, yes. Like, like mm. I have hobbies. <laughs> like, don't think like like people think I get it. Like they think that it's basketball. Like, no, I like to do other stuff as well, other than basketball. Like if it's just basketball, 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 you just get tired about playing basketball. So, you know, just you got it. You definitely, especially for me, like, I'm big on you know having your own time and and taking time out to do your hobbies because you know if you're playing one thing and you just play it all the time, you know you're gonna get tired of it. Yeah, sure. and um, what was it like doing that that Big Ten interview? Uh, being able to kind of let the nation know like what you do outside of basketball off the court. It was a great feeling. You no, know, you know, obviously people, you know, I had a little, uh, I had a news, um article come out about it um did a little little skit but you know it's definitely a good feeling you know when people ask like is that you got a little writer is that your car guy like you know it's it sparks conversation so you know it's it's definitely it's definitely a good feeling yeah it's great and we're coming down to the final minutes of of the interviews that again I, I appreciate it a ton I know like you're in the middle of the season so taking the time I, I appreciate it a ton and um you know I ask everybody this question at the end of every interview but before we get into that have you thought of a memorable moment, something that you can think of? If not, it's cool, but love to ask um, athletes that have had such a long journey if they have one that really sticks with them. Uh, I'm going to have to say it's this year. Um, that when we won the championship at the Emerald Coast Classic in Florida um, a couple months ago, um, you know, coming in from last year, you know, we had a tough year, tough year last year, and, 
you know, obviously we're on a little like losing streak right now, but you know we'll bounce back from that. I'm not worried about that. But you know, it's just to show you know we had a we had a down year last year, and for us to be able to turn around like we did and um, win the championship, you know, that was definitely special for us. So you know, it was that was definitely a lot of fun to be to be a part. Yeah, that's great. And again, like we talked about, there's just so many things to pick from when yeah. um, you've been at the school for a while and um, playing in a conference like the Big Ten, you know, a lot of competition we talked about and how everything is uh, progressed for you as a player every year. So um, again, congratulations on such a, uh, I would say, historic career. You know, you got one more year now after you graduate. Yeah. So um, the million dollar question I ask everybody is, what do you think of Camp's Corner? What do you think of the podcast? It was great. You know, I had a lot of fun. Um you know, it was good questions, you know, engaging questions and definitely like you did your research, so you knew what you're talking about. So, yeah. you know, and I appreciate that. So yeah, thank you for having me. For sure. And anytime, uh, you know, um, that you want to hop back on or, or after the season or whatever it is, I'd uh, love to, I was talking to Reed too. I really want to come see you play in person. Okay. Um, I think Rutg uh, Rutgers is like the closest that you guys come to yeah. us. down Yeah. Here. That's our last, that's our last big 10 game. Yeah. So definitely at some point, definitely want to come see you play. That'd be awesome to meet you in person. Um, so if you guys are following the big 10 or following college basketball, definitely look up Zed. He's, um, having a great, he's had a great career. Like we talked about throughout the entire interview. So, um, just want to thank him again for hopping on, uh, episode 84 of camps corner, follow us on YouTube, all podcast platforms, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of camps corner. On a break.